Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, and this is... Fuck, I don't even know. I think it's the 11th straight, guestless, solo episode. Um, We didn't plan for this, but this is what we're doing. While people can't really think about other shit, everybody's just sitting at home. I made the executive decision to... Stop having guests for now because the idea of, I mean, my last guest, let's say before all this started was, uh, Bart Ehrman, who is, uh, a great human being, an important human being. And I've learned so much from him just about, um, the history of a thing I care a lot about and that I'm very interested in, which is the history of uh, Christianity, the origins of Christianity, Jesus, the person, uh, and and the idea of talking to him during this would have just seemed kind of ridiculous to me. To I, I, I don't know. It's like it, even when I try to work, it's like I got to unglue my head from this fucking insane shit that's constantly going around right now. Uh, but before I really get into any of that crazy shit that's going on, um, I have an announcement to make. I don't know exactly when yet, but it is happening and it is happening soon. And the thing I am talking about is merch. I will be selling merch very soon that you can be wearing very soon after that. I'll be selling it soon. Once I'm selling it very soon after that, you can be wearing it. And that's very exciting. Uh, It's something that uh, slowly but surely there has been a a, a demand for it. And now we're at the point where it's uh, clearly a thing we should do. So we're doing it. So very soon uh, you will be seeing merch available and you will have to buy it or else you hate me. You hate me. You hate my family. You hate anyone I care about. You hate all of the pets I've ever loved. You hate, you just hate everything about me unless you buy it all, unless you buy it all. Uh, and now I move it on from merch. I, I not only I'm not I'm not I'm not only not doing guests anymore for now. Um, I'm also doing two a week, and I got to be honest, two a week is harder than one a week. It sounds obvious. Actually, when I say it like that, it sounds really obvious. So I don't think I need to say any more. But that's just true. Two a week, it's like a lot more to think about. You know. Cause I put a lot of energy and thought into what I'm going to talk about, uh, on the show. And now instead of one plus hour, it's, uh, two plus hours, two hours plus whatever the way is to say that. And, um, I've been really enjoying it and listenership is up and I love you all for listening. But sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck, what the fuck am I going to do this time? 
I already talked about a thing three days ago, and then three days ago, three days before that, I talked about other things, and then three days before that, I talked about other things, and then by the time you get to the 11th solo episode in a row, you're like, I've talked about all these fucking things. And so every once in a while, I've noticed, this is like, the reason I bring it up is because it's happening now, this time, this episode, the lead up to doing this episode, I was like, fuck, what am I going to fucking talk about? And I was trying to, I mean, I kind of knew what I was going to talk about, but it was, it was also like, a, uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You know, obviously I'm doing it and I was going to do it always, but it was one of those things where I was just dragging my fucking feet. And then I started to think about there are people, there are, there are companies and people, there are podcasts that are daily. There, there are daily podcasts and that sounds fucking hard so anyone doing any daily podcast uh uh is it's it's hard to do so anyone who's doing that it's like in a way you deserve sort of some kind of kudos it's fucking difficult but i was i was thinking about it and i was trying to get in the headspace to do it and and i have this text chain that uh there's four of us and three of the three of my friends are constantly talking about how they listen to the daily because these are all so, rather somewhat like-minded people to me. Um, and so we're, you know, they're, they're kind of on the left side of the political spectrum. Uh, we love movies. We love QAnon, but really, 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 really don't support it. But we're fascinated by all the fucking freaks. There's like a lot of sh- boxes that we all check. But anyway, the, all three of them listen to the daily. Now, they don't just listen to the daily. They listen to the daily. Be- well, here's here's what it is. They listen to the daily because they like they like the content. Uh, I don't know if it's like 15, 20 minutes, whatever. Um, but it's like a good as is as the title would suggest a good daily podcast for like just kind of like quick hit news items i'm less familiar with the daily but i know it's 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 the i think it's the most popular podcast maybe next to joe rogan's but i have never heard it and these guys while the, while they listen to it a lot and while they like the content quite a bit they they're they're often talking about how how shitty the guy's um, voice is. The guy, I think it's something Barbaro or something. I don't know. And I was like, well, you listen to it and you all listen to it while you're talking about how shitty it is. And it's the most popular podcast in the world. How bad, how fucking bad could his voice be? So this in tandem with the fact that I was trying to get like hyped up to do it and I was trying to like talk shit to myself like you don't even fucking you do two a week that's nothing. That's like fucking some people do a daily fucking podcast. And I was like, "All right, Matt, you think two is so fucking hard? Why don't I play you?" The in this instance there are actually two me's, so I'm just talking to me, but to Matt to me, I'm saying, as me, to me, I'm saying, why don't you fucking listen to the daily? If you think two is so hard, see how fucking they do seven or whatever. I mean, I'm assuming the daily means they do one every day. I'm not as familiar, though. 
Anyway, so all this is swirling in my head. I want to get inspired to do my show. And I also want to, because, because it's like a daily thing, I want to, I want to see how sort of get the, maybe like the vibe would, would drip off on me, you know, and I'd get excited, but also to kind of like taunt me to be like, these motherfuckers do it daily. Why can't you just do two a week and stop, stop having a fucking hard time. And I could also listen to the fucking guy's voice that my friends are always talking shit about. And I could get the content for once. And so I could finally understand what the fuck's going on. So anyway, I put the daily on. This is like an hour ago. I put today's episode of the daily on. And I don't even remember what it was about. All I could, all I could fucking think about while I was listening to it was how fucking shitty the guy's voice is. Apparently he does a great job. Again, I, this is the first time I listened to it. So I'm not like, I'm sure he's great at his job and he, he's got like the biggest, it's like the biggest fucking podcast. So whatever he can deal with like one critic of one little part of, of it. Um, but his voice, here's what I find sort of confusing about this. His voice is, the most annoying voice. And yet this is the most popular podcast. That seems incongruous. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking get it, but it just got me thinking bigger. Actually, you know what? Let me, I'm going to play a little bit because I'm assuming most of you have heard this guy's voice, but when I heard it, it was like I was in the fucking twilight zone because I'm hearing it knowing it's the most uh, popular podcast. Even my f- friends listen to it. Now they talk shit about his voice, but they listen to it still. So I'm just thinking, well, whatever. How bad could it be? But it's, this is his voice. From the New York Times, I'm Michael Bavaro. This is The Daily. Today. The Supreme Court begins rolling out a series of major rulings on the jury system, immigration, abortion rights, and presidential power. Adam Liptak on the high court in the middle of the pandemic. It's Tuesday, April 21st. Here we go. Adam. Hello, Michael. Is it you who has the birds chirping? Okay, that's enough. It's Tuesday, April 20th. What's with, like, the fucking high effort of that? That's so, like, um, disconcerting. It, It makes me feel so anxious. This is Michael Barbaro. Tuesday, April 20th. And I was listening to this fucking guy and I I wasn't, I mean, it was about important shit. He's talking about the Supreme Court. But it, all I could think about was how fucking grating the voice is. 
And it's strange that the voice is the delivery mechanism, is the sole delivery mechanism of the most popular thing that you listen to, to hear people's voices. That is like the most fucking what? How is the most annoying voice the voice that most people want to hear? And it got me thinking about podcasts in general and why so many of them, I don't like so many of them. And I'm assuming that one is scripted. I, I, it's scripted podcasts that ring so fucking false and hollow. When they talk, I feel like I'm, I don't know if it's like I feel like I'm being sold something, but I feel like I'm being fucking grifted, you know? Because they're trying to fucking oil me up. They're trying to grease me up. I don't know why I'm using that in imagery, but they're trying to like lather me up. They're trying to oil and grease and lather me up. And they're just putting so much. They're putting so much into it. And I listen to some like scripted. I, I, lately, I've been listening to some. I've been trying to listen to some scripted podcasts because I'm kind of interested in them as as like. Well, first of all, I think it's it's crazy that podcasts in general, all they basically are is fucking radio. Which was before, this is what was entertaining us before TV existed. And now we've just come full circle all the fuck the way around. That, I, I, I somehow, like, legit can't wrap my head around that. That is so strange. Um... I mean, I don't even know why fucking you listen to this shit, but I can listen to shit like this. I can listen to people talking either in conversation or passionately about a subject, especially when it's not scripted. But the scripted thing, it makes it seem it's so fucking rehearsed. The effort is so high. And here's the thing that really gets me about it. It's so earnest. These scripted podcasts, particularly the ones like the fucking daily that are news, particularly like left-leaning ones, it's so earnest. And I feel like that kind of earnestness should be dead by now. Because I think uh, I was reading some, uh, those, actually, I think it was those same friends of mine on that text thread sent me an article uh, I think the title of the article was NPR voice is everywhere. And I know, I don't think the daily's NPR. I think, yeah, that's the New York times, but it's all kind of the same shit. When you listen to their radio shows or podcasts, they all have this voice. It's like, oh, Ira, Gra- I, I, uh, Ira glass is like the ultimate one with that voice. Uh, but this guy, Mar- Michael barbarian, fucking Michael Burberry, Michael Barbarian, this is the Daily, and this is Michael Barbarians at the Gate. But yeah, the NPR voice, the article was actually about, I mean, I fucking, full disclosure, didn't read it. But NPR voice is like a thing that I have always hated. And I know a lot of my friends that I've talked to about it fully agree and as, as far as like political alignment, I'm like right in their zone. And so are all of these friends that I'm talking about. So I shouldn't consider 
listening to NPR as annoying as uh, like rubbing a cheese grater on my forehead. I shouldn't think that because generally, almost always, the likelihood of me agreeing with the politics of someone on a show like that are high. And yet I'd rather rub my head, my forehead, with a cheese grater. Like the hard, the, the edged side that cuts the cheese. The, it would like fucking cut up my forehead. But it would be fucking worth it so I don't have to hear NPR voices. NPR voices are just, they're too fucking earnest. They're too fucking earnest goes to camp. They're too fucking earnest goes to jail. And here's my, even if, even um, the way I feel, like, okay, as I said, I generally align politically with, with uh, the people who, who are likely to be on shows like that. But here's what I think the real problem with that kind of like, <laughs> this is the daily. And this is Michael Barbarians at the gate. The reason I think that that's particularly not good is not just because I'd rather personally shave the skin off my forehead with a cheese grater than listen to it. That's just the, I'm just not going to listen to it. That's fine. But what I think is, is it, it might be happening is that that kind of voice is so sort of uh, aligned or affiliated now, whether through pop propaganda or just the actual truth. It's affiliated with, um, I think, what someone on the right might pejoratively call a snowflake. It's got this, like, bitch-ass sheen to it, that kind of voice, you know? Uh, and it just... it. it, it I think it, it's like by now, because there's such a fucking mass of, of voices that sound like that. I mean, there was a fucking article in the New York Times about how, quote, NPR voice is everywhere now. So, yeah, I think it's an I think it's prevalent enough that we can talk about its potential cultural effects. And what I'm saying is I think someone who's like a potential independent. A potential swing voter, I, by the way, just brief tangent. How the fuck could you be a fucking swing voter? Now. I mean, there's still people out there that are like, I don't know, you know, I might, I don't know if I'm going to vote for Trump or, or Biden or, I don't know, let's see what they say. Like, what the fuck? Have a better mind. Know your own mind a little better. Think a little more. Have a better mind. Um, but my fear with those kind, the prevalence of those kinds of voices on platforms with which I would, no, I, I would, I do normally align with is that they're so earnest and they're so completely edgeless and bitch assified that my concern is that someone who might come to those programs or shows or whatever podcasts uh, as a new listener, 
I mean, again, I don't know how that's even possible, but it does happen. There are people out there who, who are actually sort of like, you know, uh, influenceable, impressionable. And my worry is that they turn on a show like that and they hear that kind of voice and they're like, ah, fuck, I'm voting for Trump. I'm fucking voting for Donald Trump. This is the daily. And this is Michael Burberry. The fuck is it? I forget already. Anyway, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you listen to the daily and I'm sure it's a good show. It's just, there's this voice thing. It's a voice thing. It's a tenor of the voice. It's a tone of voice. It's a vibe of voice. That earnestness, that, ah. I swear to God, I was listening to that episode and I heard Michael fucking Barbell's, um, in the middle of someone answering a question, he went, ah, dude, you're going to make people vote for fucking Donald Trump. Stop. Ease up on the earnest bitch-assness. It'll be good for the world. That's my two cents. That's my, that's my two cents right there. Oh, this is good. Before I forget, I, I just remembered something I wanted to talk about. Uh, I brought up that play, at, um, Twitter account. And I think it's a website, too, called Right Wing Watch, where, uh, where I found that clip of Rick Wiles. Pastor Rick Wiles, Pister Dick Viles, the guy going fucking bonkers about Bill Gates. This was in the episode on Sunday. Actually, let me fucking follow up on that. I know I keep talking about Bill Gates, but it's it's getting crazy. Before I get into this right-wing watch shit, let me uh, do a little fucking prologue. Bill Gates, as I discussed a couple days ago, is trying to save the world. And anyone with a brain knows that. But as we know, those of you who listen to the show certainly know, There are people out there, very, very, very unhealthy people, very, very, very demented people, very, very, very fucking sad and fucking stupid people don't understand this. They think he's trying to control populations. They think he's trying to, I don't know, I don't even get it anymore. You know, I read about it so much and I still don't even get it, to be perfectly fucking honest. I'm just, I'm just amazed at how fucking dumb it is. So anyway, uh, someone pointed this out to me uh, a couple of days ago. There's a new post on Bill Gates' Instagram account. And the comments on this fucking shit are amazing. First of all, the post says, thank you to all of the healthcare workers who are making heroic efforts to test and treat patients across the United States and world. And then it's just like a really short video of him holding up a sign that says, thank you, comma, healthcare workers. Okay. Innocuous. Pleasant. Sort of trying to be positive, 
thanking people, thankful. A lot of good things. You can go on. There's like a lot of good words you can say about this fucking post. And person. Now, there are three, there are more than 300,000 comments. Okay. That's a lot of fucking comments. You know? It's a lot of comments. And I want to just give you a taste of, of what I'm talking about here. I mean, fuck. Okay, so this, just to preface it, it ties into all the fucking crazy shit I've been talking about. Crazy shit Pister Dick Viles was talking about. About how Bill Gates wants to depopulate the world. Make everyone get the mark of the beast, which is actually just a fucking immunization for the fucking thing that's going around killing hundreds of thousands of people. But no, a lot of people think he's out to fucking control the population and force people to brand themselves with the mark of the beast. Okay. Anyway, here are the comments. This blew my fucking mind. First of all, what I notice is that the people talking this madness, talking this bullshit, many of them have blue checks, which means they're uh, real people, not bots, I guess. That's the only thing that it really means. Cola Gander Boss, blue check mark, says, can I see your doctor's license, please? Which literally all he did was say thank you to those who do have doctor's licenses. So, off to a fucking rousing start here with that one. Next comment. Burner415. Also verified. It's easy, period. The people want to hear from, period. By the way, here is H-E-R-E. Okay. If you're not guilty, question mark, your is Y-O-U-R, not Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Okay. Why not address all this, question mark? There's nothing to address, you fucking dipshit, Burner415. Oh, then here's a real fucking winner. Candace Owens. I'll just skip that one. Dorian Yates. Oh, here we have a real fucking thinker on our hands. The official account to six Mr. Olympia. Great. Six-time Mr. Olympia winner, Dorian Yates. This is what he says. One day you will answer for your crimes. If you desire population reduction, why don't you start with yourself and your children? Dot, dot, dot. Who are not vaccinated. Okay. This person's named Victoria Banya. And she has 7 million followers. She says, I'm so happy that so many people are awake and aware of that vaccination propaganda. Thanks God. That's all in caps. Thanks God with five exclamation points. No evil power on earth. Three exclamation points. 7 million followers, this fucking dipshit. Now we're into the, now we're into the fucking true gutter. I'm just going to go fast with these. Paula Molina, I will not take your 666 patented chip or any whack vaccine you decide to put on the market. Ty Capelli, humanity says no, all in caps. Eternal life, 777. 
We also need a petition for the removal of 5G. They're already being installed in Canada, GTA area. We don't want these activated. We're fine with the way things are right now. Why in heaven would they harm us like this? Stay inside so we can install the towers. Wow. Thanks to Pretty Boy. <laughs> I don't know who Pretty Boy is. Oh, that's got to be Trudeau. Ah, uh, Emma Axe Daisy. This is a real winner of a comment. Everyone go to his wife's Insta caption on the picture from visiting Africa. She mentions, she mentions, quote, eating a lot of pizza. I am, and then in all caps, disgusted. Here, we have a certified personal trainer named Malika Fit. I love how all these people are super into their bodies. <laughs> They're all just fucking big, huge fucking idiots. And then the, the first, the one with 7 million followers was like, they had like tons of plastic surgery. These people are, this is fucking interesting, actually. These fucking people that are obsessed with the way that they look insisting on this shit. Here we go. Malika Fit. I'm, this is all caps. I'm so happy to see so many people awake. All together, we will win. No thank you for your deadly vaccines, your nanotechnology quantum mark of the beast pattern 666. No to the BS of Dr. Botar and Dr. Shiva, they are in on it. No to Weapon 5G. No to a Matrix future. No E on future. No to transhumanism. No to evil witch Marina. Who the fuck's that? No to chemical, no to chemicals trails. No to submission to the evil side. We all put it together, your evil plan, and we are all awake and helping others, peoples to be saved by Jesus. Why the fuck can any of these fucking people spell anything? It's just like when you watch the fucking videos of the fucking uh, uh, protests. They all look like they live in that house in the burbs. The where everyone, all the evil people are. The Henry Gibson and that one that looks like a fucking cannibal with the fucked up beard. Everyone in those videos at those protests looks like they're in fucking the burbs. I just can't, I can't believe these people they want to believe this shit so fucking bad and that's there's i would say that 90 percent of those comments those 300,000 comments are like that imagine being bill gates and seeing that shit you would be like why the fuck do i bother why do I bother trying to save people's lives? And here's the thing. I'm open-minded. If any of these people could spell, if any of these people could put two thoughts together to make sense, if any of these people did not look like they were in the burbs, I might... At least listen, might. I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's either fucking people that look like they're from the burb in the burbs, or like bodybuilder, personal trainer, Botox, plastic surgery motherfuckers. Okay. Anyway, here's the fucking thing I wanted to get into before. I went on that fucking Bill Gates tangent. 
but it's uh it's one of those right wing watch videos. Same place I found Pister Dick Viles. It's a great resource if you guys are bored, what looking for something to watch, looking for a way to make yourself feel not dumb. Watch these dumb motherfuckers on right wing watch. It really puts shit in perspective. So okay, but this one stood out. A lot of them are religious, but I save the religious stuff for Sunday because that's our fucking church. Uh, this one, the the caption is so-called quote fighter f- fire. Oh, okay, I'll start over. So-called quote firefighter prophet Mark Taylor says that Bill Gates quote is being used by hell itself to commit genocide, literal genocide through the promotion of vaccines. Do not take a vaccine. Anything coming from Bill Gates is not good, folks. And I, look, don't, don't, I, I have people tell me, I know what Kim prophesied. I know what Kim Clement prophesied. That can still come to pass. I'm not going to disrespect that in any way. But right now, this guy's being used straight from the pits of hell right now. You better believe it. And he's trying to institute a vaccination program with nanotechnology in it. We all know that. That's that. Uh, it's just got a conglomerate of things in it. That, that, that This guy's being used for a depopulization agenda, period. Bill, Bill uh, Gates is. I mean, can't even talk. The depopulation agenda. By the way, I'm still waiting for any of these people, any of them, to say why he wants to depopulate the planet. They never give a reason. He just does. Because according to them, he's fucking evil. This guy is not good right now. But I'm saying right now is this guy is being used he by himself to commit genocide, literal genocide. Is what this guy's being uh, is what he's being used for right now. Do not take. He's being used to commit genocide because he wants to fucking vaccinate people. I mean, it's just like it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone is saying. These people are just like gonna believe it, I guess. I mean, what the fuck? By the way, that wasn't even the clip I wanted to play. It just happened to be the same people. So here's the actual clip I wanted to play. It was weird that that happened to be about Bill Gates because I did not. What the fuck? Uh, But yeah, here's the actual one. Same motherfuckers host Christopher McDonald. And the caption on this tweet is, Did you know that Trump's infamous 2017 Cove Fief Tweet was not a typo at all, but was actually a secret QAnon code for COVID-19. Okay, so for those who don't know, Trump tried to tweet the word coffee, and he's tweeted the word covfeef, which is not a word, but it's C-O-V-F-E-F-E, and it's one of my favorite things he ever tweeted because it's so fucking ridiculous. Now, it was obviously a typo. Obvious because he fucking deleted it immediately and wrote coffee instead. Because he was embarrassed. Now, this motherfucker thinks it was a secret QAnon code, and the QAnon code was for COVID-19. Here, listen to this. Q is a group of uh, very intelligent uh, folks that gathered together. I believe most of them were military. Yes. And they worked directly with the president. Yes. And they're communicating in a code that I could never even dream of using. Kofifi was said by the president of the United States and his folks that were around him in a video 
when yes. he first became the president. And folks said, well, I wonder what that means. What does that mean? I don't know. Well, then it come to find out that COVID-19, when you break it down, is COVID-fee. Yeah. So they already were sending a signal downrange to the evil ones. We know what's going on. What? I mean, how fucking broken is everyone's mind? There are too many people who believe this shit. One is too many, but there are hundreds of thousands. K. All right, I'm going to take a break and we'll do some more one and back. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I'm back. You know what I'm not happy about right now? I'm not happy about how fucking confusing everything is about this pandemic shit. First, we're told it's not going to be that big of a deal. Then it's obviously a big, big, big fucking deal. But Trump still tries to play it off. He tries to say, okay, well, we're going to stay, keep the country shut down till Easter. Then all meanwhile, we hear about these fucking uh, things that might work. Even Trump's talking about hydro, hydroxychloride, whatever the fuck, hydroxychloroquine. Some anti-malaria drug that he's, for some fucking reason, been insisting works. Um, And then there was all this debate about that. But even like the more fucking... The smaller shit. The finer grain shit. Where like lately, uh, there's been news stories about how beaches in Florida have been reopening. And there's like aerial shots that make the beaches look packed. And it's like everybody's outraged that the beaches are packed. And there's like a local news story in Florida that has like a picture of the ground level on on the actual beach. And it looks like everybody's all spread the fuck out. And the first group of people being like, oh, it's just the fucking, I can't believe they're doing this. Everybody should be staying home. This is going to fucking ruin everything. And then there's other people being like, it's fine. It's all being spun the wrong way, you know? And then the first people are like, these fucking uh, 
people are trying to just you know push their agenda they just want the economy to reopen they're foregoing health for 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 the economy and every but one side is insisting that it's it's fucking absolutely the worst idea to close everything down and the other side is insisting it's absolutely fine we need to reopen right now and in the middle there's every other possible bit of fucking information Trump said he wanted to go through Easter to close the country down. Then he said he wanted to go to the end of April to shut everything down. And yet, in the middle of April, he starts undercutting his own fucking advice and starts tweeting, liberate Virginia, liberate Michigan, liberate Minnesota. Mind you, all states with Democratic governors. But he's trying to rile up shit. Get this fucking critical mass of his shithead base. Because he sees the protests and he sees people are there are supporting him. And he thinks, oh, maybe it's working. Meanwhile, he sh- fucking fires those shots off on Twitter at the Democratic governors. The Republican governors can take a fucking hint. It's no coincidence that once that tune starts changing from Trump, Florida, Georgia, Texas, all these states in the South are starting to reopen. Or at least getting the ball rolling on reopening. They're fucking afraid to be in his crosshairs, so they start reopening their state. But here's the problem. Now that it's so fucking politicized, what's constantly forgotten about in every fucking headline, whether it's wants fucking full lockdown or full reopen, is that it's got some fucking... agenda basically even though everyone reading it just wants the fucking information and the information in all these fucking headlines and all these fucking stories are different because it's so fucking politicized so fucking fast we just want to know, are we supposed to wear a fucking mask? Are we supposed to wear gloves? Can I go to this kind of place? Can I go to that fucking place? And now, if you listen to a fucking someone on the left, they're just going to be like, no, you shouldn't do any of that stuff. We should stay shut down. Longer. And you listen to somebody on the right, and they're like, no, no, no. We need to get back to work. This is infringing upon our freedom. And now it's just like any other fucking issue. It's been fully politicized. And depending upon who you fucking align with, that's what you have to think. Just like fucking guns, abortion, immigration, people just unthinkingly falling in line. But this isn't fucking that. This is not that. This is not a fucking political thing. Don't let anyone tell you that it is. Who fucking cares if someone you would usually disagree with happens to be right about this? It doesn't matter. This is not politics. It's fucking maddening. 
and it's fucking. Took me a minute to get there, but I got there. Fucking confusing. Just tell me the fucking information. What am I supposed to fucking do? What are we all supposed to do? We're all not fucking doctors. And nobody's fucking admits when they're wrong either. The hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine, whatever the fuck, saw something today that said in a, in a clinical trial, it didn't work. In fact, more people, there were more deaths out of the people who were trying it than those who weren't trying it. And yet, you fucking hear that shit, I guarantee you, if someone asked Trump about it in the press conference tomorrow, he'd be like, well, I don't know. I myself have been seeing positive results. It's a tired expression, but we we hear it all the fucking time for a reason. This fucking post-truth era. All possible answers are available. It just matters what which one you want to think. And that's a fucking problem. Because you, not necessarily you listening, but you in general, because it's true of most people in general, are fucking dumb. And what you want to think, I'm going to go ahead and guess, doesn't line up with reality. Let's see. Oh, fucking great. Great. They were going to start seeing this a lot more of this. Somebody just sent this to me, actually. I was opening Twitter to answer some of your questions, and I got a headline. The headlines, anti-lockdown protester who said it was a, quote, political ploy is killed by coronavirus. An an anti-lockdown protester who rallied against COVID-19 closures in his home state has died of coronavirus at age 60. John McDaniel of Marion County in Ohio died at a hospital in Columbus last Wednesday around a fortnight after he tested positive for COVID-19. These people are fucking just not, not, they don't have their shit, they don't have their minds on, you know? If you're annoyed that you can't go back to work, if you're frustrated, if you're angry, fucking fine. I get it. But you have to fucking actually believe at the very least people are trying to protect you. And it's not even just about you. You're just a fucking number to everybody. It's about making sure you and as many people as possible don't fucking get it. This ain't fucking communism. This is not a fucking power grab. If anybody's grabbing power during this shit, it's fucking Trump. But this fucking shit, this the fucking narrative, like I was saying last week, the narrative just been bent so quickly. And I learned a new fucking uh, term... I think it was yesterday or the day before, the term astroturfing. You guys know about this shit? Astroturfing is the practice of masking sponsors of, sorry, of masking the sponsors of a message or organization to make it appear as though it originated from and is supported by grassroots participants. So basically it's like a big company creates a fucking website names it something that is not affiliated with their company, puts a lot of money into it, makes it seem like it's this viable thing that a lot of people are being a part of, and then regular idiots see it 
and choose to be a part of it because it seems like something to be a part of. That's been going on with these fucking protests. So many of them. I saw some fucking article tracing back like the uh, the domains, the domain names and, and uh, domain purchases. And there, uh, so many of them are connected to far right wing uh, groups, not for profit groups. Some just fucking regular corporations. I saw one was connected to fucking Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education. These fucking protests are not even grassroots protests. Everyone there is basically a corporate fucking shill. And the fucking irony is that they're calling us sheeple. I'm going to pull up this clip um, that I saw earlier today. It's that show, uh, or um, it's that Instagram account, account, All Gas, No Breaks show. Which is kind of like, I mean, the, the, the setup of what he, the guy is doing is kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like a Nathan Fielder or, or fucking Sasha Baron Cohen thing, but he's just kind of posing as a news guy and getting these people to say dumb shit. This, actually seeing this made me fucking follow it. A lot of people have sent me the clips from this shit before, but this is unreal. So he goes to a protest in California and this happens. Fucking exactly. Whose agenda do you think this is? Whose agenda? The only thing the government, at least in my state, in California, the only thing the government here is doing is trying to make sure it doesn't spread. Are they shutting down businesses to, to make that happen? Yes. Does that mean people are making less money? Yes. But the only fucking agenda is to stop the spread of the fucking pandemic. So all you dumb motherfuckers protesting, thinking you're the fucking, <laughs> as that one idiot Stephen Moore said, uh, the Rosa Parks of our generation. Hey, guess what? You're not the Rosa Parks of our generation. You're just a fucking corporate shill. And propaganda is actually working on you. So fucking congrats. I'm going to get some Twitter questions now. Oh, here's one. This person writes, no question, but here are some bad signs. So yeah, this is, uh, these are from the protest this, this last week. <laughs> okay. So this sign says, let my people go, but then there's a dash and then an LF. So it's let my people golf. This motherfucker just wants to golf so bad. He's protesting. How much does that guy hate his family? How much does that guy not have a fucking family? 
And there's just one idiot, really big idiot, big, 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 big round idiot head, big, big, big round idiot body. And he's holding up a sign, three words, very powerful sign. He says, we demand haircuts. He's not a joke. Oh, here's, here's a clever one. COVID-19 or COVID-1984. Wow. And then there's this one, which is actually, I've seen a, a number of times. My body, my choice. Trump 2020. And then a, uh, a sign, on the sign, it has a surgical mask with a, a red X through it. These people are just absolute fucking dipshits. It's unreal. They're spreading this fucking shit around. Like the dude in Ohio just going to these protests. Not wearing masks. Spreading it around. What is with the not wearing masks too? If you're going to protest... Do you just not think it's a real thing? Are there this many people who actually think it's not a real thing? It's one thing to want the economy to reopen and and be mindfully aware that it's a risk, that it's a gamble. But to weigh the options and come down on the side of, well, I think we need to start reopening things because the economy tanking is too high of a price to pay. That's different because someone who's aware of the threat of both, if they're going to go to a protest, they wouldn't. But if they would, they would wear a mask and gloves. So many of these fucking absolute idiots. I mean, did these people not grow up? This is like a rebellious teenager thing. We demand haircuts. I got to be honest that I was thinking about this today. No fucking barbershop, basically, is open now. No hair salon. That is an entire massive industry that's just been shuttered. So fucked up. And I I get why the reopening is the thing that people, some people want to do. It's, and they want to take that risk. I get it. But here's the thing. No. And here's why. Testing is, we're still not caught up. Not everybody who needs a test has been able to be tested. There are still not enough tests for people who want to go back to work and just get tested, even if they don't have symptoms. Make more tests. Then we can go back to work. So we fucking know what's happening. How are there still not enough tests? Now, I was saying before, some states are actually reopening. Georgia fucking is open already. Texas, I think, is too. And the fucking mayor, there are mayors of towns in, in Georgia that are openly opposing and, and going against the governor, begging their citizens to, to keep following the, the uh, shelter-in-place order. Even though the governor is saying we can all go back to work. It's fucking chaos. And that's all 
That is all because Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, doesn't want to find himself in the crosshairs of Donald Trump. Trump started to fucking snipe at the Democratic governors, liberate Virginia, liberate Minnesota, liberate Michigan, whatever the fuck, and he didn't want to be next. They fucking fall right in line. Fucking Trump army. Pussies, too. All these fucking pussy motherfuckers who fall in line with Trump, they act like they're all fucking badass. Fucking red meat, gun-toting, badass white guys, always. You're fucking pussies. You just do what he says. And why do you do what he says? Because you're fucking scared that you'll find yourself in his crosshairs if you don't do what he says. And he'll fucking primary your ass. Brian Kemp, you're a pussy. Trump just sees the fucking economy to be going again. He doesn't give a fuck how many people die. He wants to win. Ah, fuck it. Moving on from fucking depressing shit. Here's a non-depressing question. What was your favorite TV show as a child? Favorite? I don't know. But, um... Here, I'm going to play the fucking theme song. Actually, this probably was my favorite show. See if you guys can fucking get it during the theme song, and I'll tell you after. This is the real one. That is the theme song from a show called Out of This World, which I actually thought was super fucking popular all throughout my entire fucking life. And uh, I I brought it up around a friend and he was like, I don't know what that is. And this guy's fucking seen everything. I was like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? I was like, all right, you know what? We'll fucking, I'll show you. And I fucking 
ask my other friend to like to prove that he he was an idiot for not knowing and he didn't know either is this show not fucking legendary the way i think of it it's called out of this world and it's about this girl young girl who was raised by is being raised by her mother alone um and she real she finds that she has a superpower and that superpower is that she can put her two index fingers together and stop time and then she finds out that she when she touches someone cuz people stop time stops everything stops people freeze and if she touches that person while it's frozen then that person can experience uh frozen time frozen with the main girl i can't believe i forget her name but yeah uh and then also her dad who's not in the show but her dad talks to her her dad's an alien okay should have said that up front but her dad's an alien but we don't learn that right away her dad's an alien who speaks to her through this like fucking crazy neon pink weird shape thing that like lights up pink when he talks i mean that sounded so fucking crazy if you don't know the show I just made it sound, I mean, I, I probably made it sound like a thing you'd never watch. I loved it because I had this crazy fucking fantasy about doing that, about stopping time. I was even anxious as a kid, you know. I didn't know what anxiety was, but I was anxious. So the the idea of just stopping time was always very appealing to me. And that show fucking captured my imagination but i guess no one's fucking seen it if you're listening to this and you've seen it fucking send me a message because make me feel like i'm not crazy the show is pretty fucking dope though hey matt can you talk about some classic japanese movies that you like yes yes i can Um, there are a few, uh, directors that I like from that country. Many of them were making movies in the fifties and sixties, some in the seventies. I'm assuming what you mean by classic is that era, not, uh, just like my favorite. Cause there are some recent great ones as well. But, uh, one of the directors, his name is, uh, Masaki Kobayashi. Um, and my favorite movies of his um, are called Harakiri. H-A-R-A-K-I-R-I, I think. Yeah, Harakiri. And Samurai Rebellion. And he made this nine-hour movie, which I would normally not recommend because it's in fucking nine hours. But we're all fucking home way too much these days, if not all the time. So get into it. It's called The Human Condition. It's actually three, it's in three parts. So if you want to break it up, it's like three, three hour movies. But it really, it's one whole thing. And it's fucking great. He's, he's like a little bit more serious, I guess. 
His movies are a little bit more dramatic. Harakiri's a samurai film, so is Samurai Rebellion. The Human Condition is about a um, soldier who gets drafted in World War II. This young idealistic soldier. And then over the course of the two movies becomes this sort of like cynical, weathered um, prisoner of war. And then my, possibly my favorite Japanese director is, he made a couple movies in the early 60s, I believe. Actually, let me look that up when he, his name is Kaneto Shindo. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Let me look it up real quick though. Shindo is his name. Um... And the two movies of his that I love, one is called Karaniko, one is called Onibaba. And it's, I guess, yeah, okay, mid-60s. Karaniko is 68, and Onibaba is 64. Onibaba is probably one of my favorite movies ever. Um, It's about these two women who live on their own in feudal-era Japan in this very isolated place. Uh, They basically live out in the fucking wild, like right off this riverbank, deep in the reeds. And um, they're not related, but the mother, the older woman, uh, her son was married to the, the younger woman. And now it's just the two women and the son went off to war. Uh, He was like pulled into the army as they sort of stomped by and he was forced to go serve all of a sudden. And so they were left on their own. And the way that they figured out to survive is that they kill passing stray soldiers who have fled the various armies of the day. And they steal their weapons and they steal their armor and they sell it on the black market and they have this whole system and it's fucking cool and weird and the filmmaking is amazing eventually this other guy comes into the picture and he was whisked off to war with the son and husband of those two characters except he comes back alone and there's this sort of strange dynamic Uh, As the younger woman and the man have an affair, the older woman starts to think she's going to have to fend for herself and she gets desperate. And what she does in that desperation is what the movie ends up being about. It's fucking awesome. And then there's this uh, other director who made truly fucking insane, pulpy, kind of funny, but crime, mainly cool crime movies. His name's um, Saijun Suzuki. Uh, I think that's his name. Yeah. And um, he made a few movies that I don't love as much, but they're fucking crazy and worth watching. Tokyo Drifter, um, Branded to Kill. And uh, he made one movie that actually I think is a truly, truly great movie called Gates of Flesh. Um, and is it Gate? Yeah, it's Gate of Flesh. Sorry. And it's a good movie. I do love Japanese movies. So whoever wrote me that question, I already closed Twitter, but whoever wrote me that question knows what's up. Um, 
Japanese movies are possibly my favorite kinds of movies. Their whole aesthetic, their vibe, the, the, the kinds of stories they tell, the, the, their visual aesthetic, though, um, is very, very appealing to me. Not so into the fucking Euro shit these days. I'm into the Japanese shit. Um, I guess there's some other shit I think I wanted to talk about. Um, but fuck it, you know? We're all just fucking... And we're doing our best, you know? Uh, I'm going to, I'll have another episode for us on Sunday, the day of the Lord for the church that is known as the K congregation, the church of K, the congregation, congregation, uh, which have been a lot of fun and I'm excited about it. And I will talk to you guys then. I love you all. Stay safe. Stay healthy, stay home. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay home. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay home. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay home.